Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. The Rose Bowl. The game that inspired the college football bowl season has a long and storied history. The stadium itself is 100 years old, and in celebration of it, Pigskin Dispatch is assembling some of the top historians and authors to share the memories, people, and events that make the granddaddy of them all the special game that it is. Enjoy this Rose Bowl memory from pigskindispatch.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of pigskindispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your portal to positive football history. And we are in the month of December. And this year we are covering the Rose Bowl all month long. Uh, this is the 100th anniversary of the stadium. And we have some great guests and historians coming on to talk about some of the greatest topics of the, this great uh, stadium and venue to, to watch a football game. And tonight is no exception. Uh, we have Chris Willis from NFL Films. Uh, Chris, welcome back to the Pig Pen. Thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate uh, being on here talking about the Rose Bowl. Hey, Chris, uh, you know you are author of many uh, great uh, National Football League books with some some great legends of the game. You know your latest is you know, Bronco Nagurski, which uh, we had you on uh, about a month ago to talk about, and uh, you know people are really enjoying that book. And uh, you know I, I know I really enjoyed it. So you've got a topic of the Rose Bowl, but you have a little bit of an NFL spin on it, and. Uh, We'd love to to hear all about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's great that you're honoring, you know, such a sort of um, historic stadium. You know, there's a few stadiums that are around that are still 100 years old. So um, so the Rose Bowl obviously, you know, has a, you know, steeped in tradition and especially in the college game and, you know, especially with the Rose Bowl uh, game itself and stuff. But but it does have, you know, a a little bit of um, NFL feel to it you know uh and the main thing is that they, you know it's hosted five super bowls so that's a you know that's one of the you know it's been a while since they've hosted one you know i think the 1992 season was the last time but uh but it was in heavy rotation there early you know with, with five five you know between 1976 and you know 1992 and stuff so so it does have a little bit of uh, an NFL feel to it. You know, if you go there for the Rose Bowl or college, you can, hey, wait a minute, there's there was some, some Super Bowl champions crowned here uh, you know, during the time. Yeah, people don't really think about the Rose Bowl in that respect. And I'm glad that you you brought up this topic because, like you say, you know, Rose Bowl, it's immediately you're going to, hey, it's college football one day a year, and, and that's all that happens there. But, yeah, the, these, uh, you know, Super Bowls being played there in five of them, that's uh, my quick math, uh, almost 10% of all Super Bowls are played in this one stadium, and that's pretty substantial. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh 
You know, I, I believe only New Orleans is hosted, and Miami has hosted more, you know, uh, in, the, in those stadiums. You know, I think Miami's been split between two venues, but um, – but New Orleans and stuff. So yeah, so it, it's 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 got a lot of tradition, you know, with the NFL. And like I said, that you know, the biggest game of the uh, of the NFL season is the Super Bowl. And you know, like I said, we've we had some some crowning. Now the one disappointing thing I guess you could look at in in those five games, uh, the winner has won by more than double digits. So <laughs> so it, it's it's been great for you know for those winning teams. Not not so good, you know, uh, competitive wise. You know, it seems to be always a little bit one sided. So, so maybe the the field's slightly slanted one way or something. Maybe who knows? <laughs> All those earthquakes out there—you never know what's happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. Well, well. What are the last game was in 1992? Uh, uh, do you know who played in that last Super Bowl? Yeah, the, the last one was Super Bowl 27. You know, and that was um, the beginning of the the reassurgence of the Cowboys. You know, sort of new newer dynasty. You know. Um, you know, when they played the Buffalo Bills, the Bills were appearing in their third one in a row. Uh, looked like they're going to finally maybe get over the hump. You know, the Cowboys were sort of, you know, they had just upset the Niners two weeks before. And, you know, the jury was still out was how good the Cowboys were, you know, under Jimmy Johnson. And uh, it was pretty much, you know, uh, a one-sided affair. You know, uh, I think the Cowboys scored 52 points, you know, won pretty easily. Um, I think that one is known for a play late in the game where Leon Lett, you know, picks up the fumble, tries to run it back for a touchdown. He puts the ball out and Don Beebe runs it down and knocks the ball out of his hands through the end zone. So uh, the hustle play by Don Beebe, you know, but uh, it was sort of one-sided, you know, Troy Aikman, you know, you know, through multiple touchdowns was the MVP of the game. And so, uh, and then obviously, you know, they went on to win, you know, three, three Super Bowls in four years, but, but that was the last one uh, there uh, at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, it's it's you know easy for us to forget how poor of a team the Cowboys were just a year or two before that. Uh, I believe what they have like one win that that before uh, Jimmy Johnson came in or Jimmy Johnson's first year, something like that. And then they became just yeah. such a dynasty with that, you know, centered on that uh, Herschel Walker trade. It's just uh, mm-hmm. unbelievable and that we now think of them, you know, as a dynasty. But at the time, they were one of the the, the weaker teams in, in the National Football League, probably. Yeah, I mean Jimmy's first year, you know, in 1989 was one in 15, and here they're like, oh, you know, uh, you know, Jerry Jones bought the team. He, you know, he hires his buddy from you know University of Arkansas to run the team, and you know they go one in 15. You know, Aikman gets beat up. You know, it's the number one overall pick, but but you're right, like the Herschel Walker trade. You know, they you know they draft uh, you know Emmett Smith, and they and he gets all those extra picks, and he pays them off. Uh, you know, like I said, literally, literally two years later from from 1990, you know they're they're winning the, that winning that Super Bowl there in the Rose Bowl. And uh, I was also like to point out, you know, uh, Troy Aikman's center was Mark Stepnoski, who uh, graduated high school from me with me here in Erie. We went to the same high school, so <laughs> we always paid attention to what was going on with Mark too. So that's a great thing, sure. <laughs> great Pit Panther too. So. <laughs> So okay, so you had that's one of the the five Super Bowls. Uh, what are some of the other Super Bowls that were played at the venue? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a unique sort of collection of games if you want to just break it down that way. You know, uh, the very first one was, was Super Bowl eleven. You know, after the seventy six season. Uh, you know, because I I think when you look at them, you know, especially the remaining four, it was a lot of first Super Bowl wins. 
for sort of Hall of Fame coaches and these franchises. And that was the Raiders' first, you know, Lombardi trophy, you know, uh, with John Madden. You know, John Madden's one Super Bowl win. Uh, you know, they beat the, the Vikings pretty convincingly, you know, with Bl- Fred Blitnikoff as MVP. Uh, then the next one uh, was a couple years later, it, after the 79 season, you had the Steelers winning their fourth Lombardi trophy, you know, over the Los Angeles Rams. Um, you know, with Terry Bradshaw winning in the MVP. Uh, then the third one was the Redskins against the Dolphins, you know, during the strike shortened season, Super Bowl 17, you know, which was Joe Gibbs's first uh, um, title. And then a couple years later, you had the Giants in Super Bowl 21, you know, defeating the Broncos. And that was the Giants and Bill Parcells' first title. So, you know, so Madden won his first, you know, title, Gibbs won his first title there at the Rose Bowl. And so did, you know, Bill Parcells and, and obviously the Raiders went in their first, uh, and the Giants went in their first, you know, uh, you know, titles. So, so, you know, even, you know, those five games, when you look at, they, they weren't the most competitive, but they had a lot of, you know, like I said, great hall of famers, great names. I mean, the John Riggins run, you had Phil Simms's great day, you know, Harry Carson with the Gatorade dunk at the end of Super Bowl 21, you know, um, then you had Aikman and, and the Cowboys. So um, sort of bringing the Dallas Cowboys franchise back to, to prominence. And so so th- there's some really good legacy, you know, games there that, that people will remember, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, for a long time. Yeah, it's it's a special place. It's almost magical. I mean, I've never been there personally, but just everything you you read about, and uh, you know, you look back some of these even you know these NFL games that you're talking about, these Super Bowls, uh, you know, that's a highest stage anyway. But to have some of these great plays and players like you talked about, there's some of these great uh, collegiate plays that happen there. It's just a special place. And uh, I can see why it would be attractive to the NFL, especially, you know, back in the, the first, uh, you know, 30, 40 years of the Super Bowls. Now with these, you know, high uh, cost luxury stadiums, it's maybe not the, uh, a great place to put an NFL fan in anymore because, you know, we're, we're spoiled and going to all these beautiful modern stadiums. But, you know, just the the architecture and the, the, the um, nostalgia of playing in the Rose Bowl has had to be something special for the players. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think nowadays with the NFL, like it would be unique to see how a team would react or how, you know, this generation of players would react to playing in the Rose Bowl. But in the 70s and 80s and even like 92, the Rose Bowl still had, you know, you know, you know, big cachet and the name was still powerful, um, you know, especially those those ones in the 70s and, and in the 80s. Like, you know, it was premier. And, and, and when you see the, you know, the crowds there, I mean, I, I think – the, the four first four games got over like 102,000 fans. Like you're not going to get that nowadays. You know, they're going to get 75, maybe 80 and, you know, but, and then I think the, the, the 92 game or after the 92, the Cowboys, that was like almost 93,000 fans. And that, that's pretty unique. Those are like, you know, for the largest stadium crowds for a Super Bowl, you know, I mean, the Rose Bowl routinely gets a hundred thousand, you know, on January first or around there now. But um, but those games getting a hundred three thousand, you know, was huge for the NFL. I mean, that was not common. I mean, the Orange Bowl and Tulane Stadium. I mean, th- th- those weren't quite in the hundred thousands that the, the Rose Bowl was getting. So it, it's a, a definitely a unique venue 
you know, even for you know the NFL side of history. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure probably in those earlier Super Bowls, the the uh, gate receipt that they got was probably a lot more important to the NFL than it is nowadays. You know, the TV contracts are just uh, you know enormous and. You know, selling tickets is probably minute. You know, it's probably it's an important part, but it's minute compared to their overall revenue they're getting probably for a Super Bowl game just from advertisers and, and television rights, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, just uh, I, I, these stadiums, probably facilities are probably archaic, probably to the, the modern NFL player who, uh, you know, is a bit more pampered with the, the more modern luxury uh, locker rooms and facilities that they have there. And I'm, I'm sure that's probably part of it too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody loves, you know, the, the new technology and what these stadiums can do. And some of these older stadiums have had to, to adapt to that, you know, so, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, you know, Lambeau field in green Bay or soldier field in Chicago, they've had to, Re, redo some things and had to sort of modernize it to to to, to help you know with, with what the, the new stadiums have and what they can provide and stuff so and i'm sure the rose bowl has tried to keep that up you know you know to to sort of uh continue these sort of big venue games yeah absolutely well while we have you on uh why don't we take the opportunity to to uh you know just briefly uh give us a uh, inside the dust cover a version of, of your new book. And I know we covered it pretty thoroughly, but uh, maybe some listeners uh, didn't catch that episode yet. And uh, where, where folks can get your book. Yeah. The new book is uh, on Bronco Nagurski, you know, the charter member of the pro football hall of fame, you know, the, who played, you know, nine years with the Chicago bears, you know, so it's a, it's a biography on him. And uh, if you're looking to learn more, a little more history, you know, about the early years and, you know, the, the, the player playing two ways. And, you know, obviously he had a great career. Um, he was also a championship wrestler. So there's a little bit of those stories in there uh, uh, to give you a little bit of, uh, you know, more well-rounded uh, sort of thing of um, of what, who Bronco was, you know, and stuff. So uh, uh, you can get it on Rowan.com. That's R-O-W-M-A-N.com. That's the publisher website. And you can also get it on Amazon or Barnes & Noble's website too so if you have uh, discounts on there they that'll help so but it's uh it just came out in august so it's still hasn't you know it's only been out for two months so uh um so it's uh, still get, making the rounds and it's a fantastic uh christmas gift for that, that football historian uh, lover in your life or for yourself too but a great uh, stocking stuffer that somebody would really be a treat for them to, to open up christmas morning so it's a very good book so folks uh, take advantage of, of this great history that Chris is providing there. Uh, Chris, uh, you know, really appreciate you coming on here, talking about uh, some Rose Bowl history and helping us celebrate the 100th uh, mm-hmm. birthday of the Rose Bowl Stadium and bringing this NFL twist to it with these five great Super Bowls you discussed tonight. No, nah, thanks for, for having me. Like I said, it's a, it's a unique birthday. I mean, you, know, you only turn 100 once. Uh, <laughs> so the Rose Bowl should be proud of that. And like I said, glad you're taking a look at some of the history and not just the college game, but the NFL too. So, so thanks for, uh, for getting that history out there. Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. 
we invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, football fans. This is Ross, the host of the Pigskin Tales podcast. I just need a few moments of your time to talk about the host of the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, Darren Hayes. He's expanded the pig pen to search out information on the history of all team sports. It's a quest to find out about the competitors, teams, and places chronicled throughout athletic history through the uniforms and gear the participants used and wore. And he is taking you, the listener, with him on this educational journey to preserve sports history on the Sports Jersey Dispatch, found here on the Sports History Network. His newest podcast, called Jersey Dispatch, is all based on the jerseys that all the greats used to wear. You can find Darren Hayes and the Pigskin Dispatch podcast, as well as Jersey Dispatch, on your favorite podcast provider multiple times each week. So remember that, Darren Hayes, the host of the Pigskin Dispatch and Jersey Dispatch podcasts. It's found right here on the Sports History Network.